Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome to the Divorce Etc. podcast with me, TH, and Jessica. Um, we are thrilled to have Dr. Elizabeth Cohen here. She is a PhD clinical psychologist and an author of a new book, um, Light on the Other Side of Divorce. We were introduced to her through our friend, Susan Guthrie, who is like the ultimate like female cheerleader. She's just <laughs> awesome. So we had a great conversation um, with Elizabeth prior to this. So we're really excited to share her with you today. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jess and TH. I'm so excited to talk to your audience and be with you both again. We really appreciate that. Um, today, we wanted to really dig in on like divorce and mental health. You know, coming straight out of the holidays, TH and I were having a conversation earlier about it. it even if you have a wonderful holiday, because you may be surrounded by friends or loved ones, you know, it's still coming out and starting the new year when you are either getting divorced or you've gotten divorced can be a really kind of melancholy time. And we were talking about, what are things that, that people should be thinking about in order to kind of break out of the holiday funk and be able to start the new year off on a super positive and productive note? And in particular, it can really hit home for people who maybe are divorced and didn't have their kids for the holidays. And that mm. it just may have like brought them down to lower depths than they may have been otherwise. So that's the kind of stuff we want to kind of dig into today, like how to help people get back on track and... Um, and have a great new year. year. TH, you're muted. And who, and who don't have kids at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like really. Sure. So we yeah. got three different groups to uh, to advise now. To help. Yeah. That's great. right. Well, I think what's first I want to talk about is um, this ridiculous pressure that we put on ourselves in this society around the holidays and really around any sort of um, anniversary of a time. You're. Um, I just want to say you're so right about that because I'm always saying like, it's always anticlimactic. We have a conversation every year about how like New Year's sucks. I mean, I yeah. enjoy it when I host a New Year's party because then I feel like I'm in control and it's like, you know, people that I, that I know and I love there. But anytime you're trying to like go out and make a plan, could be Halloween, could be New Year's Eve, anything, oh, it always God. ends up sucking. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think that there's this idea of expectations leading to resentment is really important to think about that. You know, the truth is, that it is, I mean, as a clinical psychologist, you can only imagine, I think I see quadruple the amount of patients visits around the holidays. And most of that is because of this expectation and the societal pressure that it's supposed to be wonderful. And most people's experiences of family or gathering is complicated, whether you're divorced (laughs) or not. To say the least. Yeah. And I think we have to just be really honest about that so that we can be clear about the expectations that it really came out of a, you know, capitalistic marketing idea that it's supposed to be this joyful, perfect time. So let's just start with like, if you're bummed after the holidays, like that's normal. You just had this huge hype of how everything was supposed to be great and nothing was, I mean, it's kind of like that disappointment you get after any big event that people think your entire life is going to change. It doesn't. And so if you feel that bummed out feeling, just first think about maybe it's related to the expectations of what it was going to be. So maybe you can do a little work on, oh, what was I hoping 
was going to change? What was I hoping would be different? You know, was I hoping that, you know, my ex who usually is quite difficult to negotiate would suddenly be easy around the holidays because it was holidays, right? Like what? <laughs> what was I definitely on? did that in my marriage. Yeah. I was like, this time he's going to be different. This time he's going to show up differently. This, And I kept like, it was such false hope. And all I was doing was creating my own torture. He never said he was going to do it differently. This is like what it is. Why do we, why do we think that? Well, I think we have, I think we have pathological hope. I think we have pathological hope, which actually is, has helped us survive. So it's been naturally selected to kind of keep thinking things might be different. Um, I think that it's, you know, keeps us in the game because life is actually pretty challenging. But if we always have hope that it'll get better, it keeps us going. Um, but I think it's really important to be really clear about what your expectations were and then being kind and gentle to yourself of like, oops, like those expectations were kind of high. And like part of why I might be feeling bad is because how high my expectations were. And if I was to shift my expectations a little, maybe, maybe my holidays weren't really that bad. What? Even though we're post and and this is supposed to, we're gonna, you know we want to talk to people about how, how they can move forward in a, in a happy and productive and helpful way, I'm wondering what little nuggets you can offer here because look, you know Valentine's Day mm-hmm. will be coming and then um, whether you know Easter or Passover, another you know family holidays and then you know things there's always going to be something coming next. Are yes. there things that we should be thinking about that are practical tips? on how to manage your expectations better or break it down in a way so that you aren't going into holidays with these false hopes? Definitely. Um, I think the first thing is to be really clear on what your priorities are. Like, what are your personal priorities? Are your priorities for any sort of holidays rest and rejuvenation? Are they connection and sharing of your thoughts? Like, what are your priorities for this event? And then how can you make sure it happens? That's I don't a think good most, question. I don't think most people think about it. They just kind of go unconsciously sleepwalk into the holiday or culture's idea of what it's supposed to be. Like for me, I don't have my kids this Thanksgiving. Um, so the plan is for my husband and I to have this basically retreat that we're going to do at our country house together. Has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. It has right. to do with what we need at this moment. I love right. that. I think it, it is really great. I took one Thanksgiving. I was dating a guy who was not the guy. And I decided to do it alone. And um, I just really didn't want to be with him. I didn't really want to be with like other people who were going to ask mm-hmm. me questions. Where mm-hmm. is he? What, you know, like I just, I didn't feel like hearing the noise. So I, I honestly, I was like, I just, I feel like it's time for beaches in terms of endearment and Chinese food. And, and it's just another day. I'm also a big puzzle person. I put mm. out my puzzle. I had my favorite liquor, tequila, coconut, by the way, 1800. Uh, and, and I did. And, but the thing that was hardest was I literally had to keep telling myself in my head, it's just another day. Yes. It's just another day. It's, it's not Thanksgiving. It's not a big family thing. It's, it's a Thursday, just a Thursday. And so I felt like because I had a plan, I was, I was going to be okay. And whatever, I I gave myself permission to cry because those movies are sad. So whatever, (laughs) I was good. 
Exactly. But, but that's really kind of what I did to, and I, and I filled my day. Like I worked, like I just remember a lot went into planning to get through that day. And, and really I did smart. it. And I'm not afraid to share that. And I was a little afraid going into it. And everybody was inviting me over, which by the way, everyone should open the door to friends who might be alone. Yeah. Um, and, but I was like, no, I got a plan. I'm good. Right. And that you were intentional about it. I mean, I think that's the, and, and again, life is all about practicing and learning from our mistakes. So let's say you did that and you're like, actually, it felt pretty bad. I felt pretty shitty the whole day. Next year, I'll say yes to those invitations. Right. Right. It, right. it comes around again. So if you're sitting here thinking, oh, I had the worst holiday, I feel so disappointed. What would you have wanted to be different? And let's start thinking about next time. Like, let's just, take this pain and be productive about it and take care of ourselves. So we're not in it again. Right. So that's a perfect place to like pick up now. Okay. So now after we're out of the holidays and now many people feel that way, it wasn't the holiday that I expected. It didn't go as, as well as I wanted. They, we, none of us thought about our intentional priorities for that holiday. So now what? Now right. we're in the post-holiday funk and it's like, we gotta, we gotta look up. Right. Well, first of all, um, there's this expectation that every experience is supposed to be positive. I mean, like many experiences are not. And if we have the resilience to dig into what didn't work for us, then we can learn something about what we want to do next and what we need. The whole process, I think, after a divorce is getting more clear on what we need. So if you're feeling blah or down about what just happened, amazing. If you were to walk into my office, I'd say, this is great. We have so much to work with. Write down what didn't work for you. Specifically, what did you not like? Instead of, oh, it was just terrible. What did you not like? And start noticing, well, he did this and they did this. And okay, that's one list. What did you not like about you? How did you right. not show up in the way you didn't want to? What was the way that you abandoned yourself? What was the thing you did? What was the boundary you didn't set? Start being, really, let's just look at why it didn't work compassionately and lovingly, but let's use this as, as evidence, like, like as if we're scientists. I'm trying to think about what some examples of that would even look like, like what, what I didn't like about myself or how I didn't show up. Like, I, I'm not even sure that I do enough digging deep to know where to go to get that information. But Jessica, you know how it feels. So you may not know the exact action, but you know, like, I didn't feel good when I was alone during what should have been a huge dinner. Right. But Elizabeth is so saying to be very specific plan. about right. what to take it to the next level. So here's an example, right? I wrote a really nice card to my ex um, on behalf of the kids and I got no card back from them. Mm. Okay. Let's dig into that. Why did you write that letter? What was your, clearly your intention of doing that was something transactional. You were hoping for something back. Maybe next time you'll write yourself a note and a card about what a great parent you are and not send one to them. Or try to manage your expectations better that if you're going to send it, that you have to know you're not getting a response back and that you're just sending it for your own kind of peace of mind or to be the bigger person or whatever and know right. that nothing will come of it. It's right. hard to get out of that cycle. I mean, we're so far out now from when we separated, 
Um, but even in the last two years, I had, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and then I had like several health complications in the last two years. Mm. And I told him and literally you could hear a pin drop. He didn't even say it's going to be all right. You know, I got the kids, you know, I'm sorry going through this. Not once. Yeah. And even more recently, I had to have one last surgery and thank goodness I'm great and good, all done. But like nothing. I'm like, God, why do I keep doing this to myself? Do I do it because I need to be reminded that he is not a nice person? <laughs> a nice person. Yeah, I mean, a nice, nice person would say, I'm like, so sorry to hear that. Human, like, like just do I need that reminder? that he, this is why you're not in that. He's not going to come through for you. Right. He's just not someone that there's no move your hope somewhere else. Right. Well, what comes up up for you, TH, when you think about not telling him, let's say you find out tomorrow that you have to have another surgery and you just think, I'm not going to tell him what comes up for you. What fears come up if he doesn't know? Honestly, like I don't care anymore now, but I've had four surgeries in two years. So maybe it took three surgeries for me to realize it. I was like, God, he even came to my house on my birthday and didn't even say happy birthday. My kids told him to say happy birthday. And I'm just like, God, like, does it hurt your soul? See, right. it just, I think I'm just amazed that people function like that. I mean, it's like, but, but it's also like, he never ceases to amaze you. It's like, you're ama- not you personally, but in general, right. everybody listening, right? Like you may have someone in your life who's, who's toxic like that. And you're like, you're so shocked every time, but like, you're not right. really you shocked because it's the typical behavior. So right. for, for everybody listening right now, who's in a similar situation, not God forbid, hopefully not with, you know, the cancer diagnosis and the surgeries. You. That's right. Yeah. Or, or, or related to the holidays specifically that whatever it is and, and they didn't respond the way that you wanted. And I just want to, I just want to go back to like being able to identify for yourself what, what didn't feel good about that and how we can avoid causing more anger, bitterness, and resentment off of the back of that from an ex spouse. That we inflicted on ourselves. That's right. right. It wasn't even inflicted from them, you know? But to some extent, I think what Elizabeth is saying is like, we may not be thinking about it a little bit of it may be self-inflicted because we are having these high hopes and we are repeating the patterns that we kind of know aren't going to change. So to be able to start off the 2022 in a way that's going to be more productive for us, you know, post holidays and like, how do you bury it? That's it. What's the secret sauce? Well, I think, I think the word bury is, is, is the problem. We don't, we don't bury, we need to move through. So we need to figure out what, what we were really hoping for from that other person. Is it understanding? Is it compassion? And then we have to give it to ourselves because we can't make anyone change or be any different than they are. And so we really need to be clear with ourselves when anytime we take an action, what are we hoping to get from this? And if I do not get this from the other person, how will I feel and how can I take care of myself? We spend so much time, especially post-divorce, thinking that the other, if just the other person X, I will feel Y. Yep. You can do X for yourself in almost every time. 
So next time TH has the urge to tell her ex what's happening, call Jess and tell her again. Yeah. Right. I won't, I won't do it again. I think I'm, I, now that we're like really digging in, thank you for therapy. Yes. Um, (laughs) I think, I think the realization that I was married to somebody who could behave in this way Mm -hmm. still amazes me. Like I, I don't understand that. And I'm in an amazing relationship. I'm so good for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm in a great place with him, but, um, someone else, obviously. Um, but it's hard to really absorb the fact that I was married to somebody who, who just I guess doesn't give a shit. Right. The little that I know about your experience and especially when you're, um, divorcing someone who has narcissistic tendencies, you know, we're going to have, we're automatically going to think, well, this can't be real, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I didn't say it right. There is this kind of like needing to be reminded because it is so extreme. I mean, most, it is a small, right. right? Mm -hmm. It's a small part of of society that it acts this way. And, and also because you're in a healthy relationship, and again, this can happen to people like you're in healthy friendships. So then you assume your ex is going to be just like everyone else in your life. And then they're not. And so I think for, while TH will probably not tell about another surgery, there will be something else. There will be something else that you feel like, of course, he'll have a response yeah. to. The kid, right. something happens with it. There'll be some, Just keep your eye out for that. And that's what I would recommend for people. Notice the things you find yourself saying a lot. Like, I thought this, he would blah, blah, blah. Or it's the holidays, so at least blah, blah, blah. And anytime right. you hear yourself saying that more than once, you realize it's an expectation that you have that you will only become disappointed in. And the truth right. is that if you're feeling down and you're feeling depleted from the holidays or from your divorce in general, you have the power within you to shift that. Nobody else can shift that, I promise you. And also maybe if you're feeling down after the holidays, I mean, I'm a th- I believe that, you know, you can't have happiness unless you also have sadness. Like your sadness might be grief that you need to process. Mm-hmm. You might need to, we don't need to just get rid of all sadness. We need to sometimes, I think what I'm trying to share is like, understand it. Where is it coming from? Was it expectations? Is it grief? Is it loss? Is it anger turned inward? Like, what is it? So become curious about why you're feeling this way instead of feeling like, oh, I'm never going to get out of this. I think you use the word just like stuck and mired right. in it. Like mm-hmm. we can move through it, but sometimes that means leaning into that difficult feeling. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I think that that's a great place to end um, because there's a lot to unpack and everything that we just heard <laughs> and so helpful. One conversation that I'd like to continue with you in another episode is kind of around a similar theme, but like when it's related to our kids, because I think that as I, as I was listening to you talk, I was thinking about when my, my kids are a little bit older now, they're teenagers. So, and I will have the expectations this year that these things will not happen. So hopefully I won't be disappointed. (laughs) However, I do remember a couple of times, maybe, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago, when they were like a little bit younger and, um, like I was traveling on my birthday and then like they hadn't called to or texted to say happy birthday until like 
so late in the day that it was obvious that someone had said to them, like, did you say happy birthday? And there was another year where I happened to have been traveling on Mother's Day. And mm -hmm. it was like the same thing. Like they didn't call me. They didn't do anything to acknowledge Mother's Day that year. And I was so hurt and angry mm -hmm. and they were so young. Anyway, we don't have to have the conversation now, but I think it's worthy of an episode because I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. 100%. And I think that we have to figure out how to like handle our emotional mental health with expectations with our children in a way that's also like gentle and we can move on. We're not walking around like bitches with like, you know, holding a grudge against our kids because yep. of something like that. So. so let me just ask one more question to wrap up. So yes. um, Elizabeth wrote the book Light on the Other Side of Divorce. So was there a pro what was the main reason for writing this book and what was your biggest lesson Love. for yourself? So I wrote this book because when I got divorced 11 years ago, I was, um, I was raising a six month old and a, and a two and a half year old by myself. And I like one night opened up my laptop. I think there was like spit up still on me who knew the last time I took a shower and I typed divorce recovery and I couldn't find anything. And I have the privilege of having a lot of education and healing and mental health. And so I pieced together like one foot forward, two steps back, some sort of healing program that allowed me to step into the best life I could ever have now. And I just never, I just knew that I wanted other people to have it. And I really wrote it for the person who like me slept to the public library on story hour and just felt so overwhelmed to see out of the corner of your eye, a book that says light at the other side of divorce. That would have just, even if I couldn't read the book, just knowing that was possible. And so that was, that was where the book came from. And what I learned the most from it is that, was that the second part? Yeah. Yeah. What I learned the most from it is that we all just need to be seen and heard and believed in. And I think the most powerful part of the book is that I do believe that anyone who reads it can heal, that I think we need someone who can help us see that we can move through difficult times. That's amazing. I love it. We have to read it and put it on our X-rated list. Yep. That's what we need to do. Um, thank you so much, Elizabeth. We really appreciate it. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. The information is so valuable and helpful. I hope that everybody got as much out of it as we did. Um, definitely go check out her experts page on the X experts website, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X-Experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook. And send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.